Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up, boys? What's going yeah, on? What's going on? How you doing? Episode 46 of the Theater Room. Close to 50. I can't even believe I've done this many episodes. Well, thanks for uh, jumping in. Thanks for taking a little bit of time. We got a bunch of shit uh, to talk about. There was some big, big episodes uh, that went that happened last week. And uh, are you guys caught up on everything? Yes. Everything but the boys. Everything but the boys. Can I just say, Scythe, real quick before we even jump into it? I think I noticed your logo was on your little headphones there. Mm-hmm. That, a little, that a little sticker for your logo? That's a pretty baller, and now I want to do that. So yep. I got to pick it up. Before uh, <laughs> we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the show, uh, we have to congratulate the Colorado Avalanche because they won the Stanley Cup. They uh, pretty much they uh, deserved it and dominated. It was, a, it was a fun series if you guys watched. Uh, still wish it was the Rangers, but... Let's be honest. If the Rangers made it to the I'm finals, I'm happy it wasn't Tampa. I'm happy it wasn't I Tampa. I checked out, but I'm happy it wasn't Tampa. Honestly, yeah. if the Rangers made it to the finals, it, they would have gotten embarrassed in those finals. Colorado's a whole other beast. Think so. I think so. I don't think so. I think so. Uh, it's, it's a tough. It's a. It's you a never know. Different right? matchup. It's a different matchup. Yeah. It's a completely different yeah. matchup. I mean, the speed and the intensity that Colorado brings. To the, the Rangers' table. depth of defense is is much better than Tampa's. Well, that's true. That's true. I just, I just don't know if they would have been able to keep up. I mean, we saw they weren't able to keep up with Tampa, so I don't know if they'd be able to keep up with someone I mean, like they were able to keep up with Tampa. They weren't able to break a neutral zone trap, which Colorado was. That's why Colorado was able to beat them. Well, I think – Tampa I, wasn't a fat team. No, but I felt that the Rangers, like, just lost steam. They just couldn't, you know. Once uh, yeah, Tampa got their, their was, feet under them, then the Rangers Final just – times, they were slow. You know. What happened was Gallant got outcoached by John Cooper. I don't disagree with that. That's that's part of it. If you put a neutral zone trap on the Rangers and they can't get through the neutral zone with their speed, they they didn't know what to do after that. And And, and they they messed with the one line that actually was performing for you. Yeah, I still. No, I mean he had to break that up because they weren't performing well against Tampa. I still don't get the you know sitting Kako in that last game, but I mean honestly, no sense. I, I want him to trade Kako. He could. He could. I don't. Um, th- I don't I'm think you're losing too much. You know, Kako has done nothing. Like I, get rid of him. I think he's good enough where you still get something decent, but I don't think he's really yeah. done much that you're losing a ton. No. You know, no. I don't. I don't know that he's going to mess up the dynamic of the line. The kid line was good for no. a, a you couple could, of series. You could put anybody. You could put anybody with Lafreniere and Cheadle, and then it'll right. work. Right, because it was really Lafreniere and Cheadle that did all the work. So exactly, Kako's just there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, no one comes into the theater room to talk about uh, sports. Uh, so before we get too deep into that, I do want to point out one of my favorite series of games is now, as of right now, available on Nintendo Switch for nineteen ninety nine. Portal one and two. Have you guys played that, those games? No, uh, I played Portal one for a little while, but I, I really wasn't a fan. Oh, I love those games. I'm a, I'm a, I like the puzzle games. I like the comedy and the writing. And honestly, it's a good deal because for 20 bucks, you're basically getting three full games. There's Portal 1, 
the single player for Portal 2, and then the co-op mode in Portal 2, which is its own story, a whole separate kind of campaign mode. So it's three games for 20 bucks. It's on Nintendo Switch. You can play it. I can't stress this enough. You can play it on the shitter. So um, I implore <laughs> you, if you've never played it, give it a shot. Buttersworth, you, know you can play on the chat shitter. Uh, TMNT, Shredder's, Shredder's Revenge. Revenge, which I'm still, I still got to get. I've been kind of holding out that my birthday month, my Father's Day, I might get an Xbox and I can just get it on uh, Game Pass. But you know, my birthday is actually tomorrow, so uh, we'll find out by this week. (laughs) If if I don't get it by this week, then I'm buying the game. You're gonna do a four hundred dollar purchase to get a free game when you can get a twenty dollar purchase on Switch. (laughs) Yeah, but then I then I could play a lot of other games on on, uh, Game Pass. No, I agree. Really, it's a four hundred dollar purchase. Or I'm looking for the Series S. Let's be honest, I don't need the X. Um, but I'm really looking forward got, for Starfield, to be honest. I, I did it. I did the the free Game Pass one for my PC, but I also bought it for the Switch, so I can just take it with me because it's such a fun beat 'em up game. So it, my, it's to the core how it was years ago. My only concern about uh, get buying it is that where's is the replay value there? I don't want. I know it's a, not a full price game, but if I'm going to play it once or twice, then you know, beat it once or twice and never touch it again. I don't know if it's worth paying for it. i think it's there and you can always have people join you and it's just i don't know i fun. do think uh it seems like they're gonna have dlc with new characters and stuff so mm-hmm. it might be worth it buttersworth happy belated birthday my man buttersworth's birthday oh, was yesterday so this is birthday this is consider this your birthday stream i should have put that in the title buttersworth birthday stream <laughs> so let's get into it uh fred i want to talk about uh hero gasm first um, do you want to you want to like mute so we don't spoil it, or are you just gonna yep, accept I'm the out. spoilers? I'm out. All right, I, I, you know we're gonna have a moment right. of silence from uh, Cytex so we can uh, uh, just talk about Hero Gasm and Carmine, my man. Tell me what you thought. I, I'm gonna say right now, eight, nine out of ten episode for me. What do you? Yeah, think? it was it was an amazing episode. Although I will say, I I felt a little Doctor Strange esque about this where. I was expecting way more from Hero Herogasm. From the uh, so from the actual like hero gasm. Yeah, from the actual like hero gasm. Like the way they were hyping it up, like I kind of expected it was kind of like what you know, it wasn't and this isn't a knock at all. Right. No, like, I know what you're getting at. In all honesty, the episode itself, like from beginning to end, was amazing. Every you know, every storyline they have going on in that in that episode, even the stuff with Frenchie and stuff like that. Oh yeah! Um, like absolutely amazing. It was it was a definitely a nine out of ten episode. I was just expecting way more like nutty stuff happening right. during Herogasm, and it was just kind of like any other orgy we've ever seen with like a little bit. Yeah, like I will say, if you've watched Spartacus or any of those kind of shows, yeah. then like it didn't do anything new for the you know orgy part. Um, yeah, I, I wanted do to think... see more like heroes implementing powers. Right, right. There's a few. A little There's bit. a couple. There's it, a little bit. It, you know, the I see what you're saying, though. They the, really, uh... like, for, for what, two weeks since they basically told us that this was the week we're getting Herogasm, they did nothing but talk about how raunchy and how they can't show yeah, a lot that, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. And it was really like, what, 15 minutes of the whole episode maybe was focused on the Herogasm stuff? Yeah. Everything else was just standard show. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they couldn't go in, too in depth without crossing yeah, yeah. over into that like X-rated, you know, area. But I don't know. I, I was expecting to see more superhero themed sex capades going on. What was your uh, favorite moment from the from the episode? Let me ask you that question. 
oh, um, what's it, Soldier Boy and like that first meeting of him and Homelander. He's just like, look at you, you're wearing a cape. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you, man, I really found myself in that moment where him and Homelander were eye to eye. The intensity there, like I found myself as like amped up for that moment than I have as much as I've been for any Marvel moment. I was so kind of yeah. like, yo, it's about to fucking go down. And then when the fight was just in full fledged and Butcher came out and was just like, you know, he took that blast to the chest and then was just kind of looking at him like, yo, this ain't going to be easy for you. His smile, like, and then all three of them, like, going at it with Homelander, man, it was, oh my God, I was so, I was so pumped. So, so good. I don't know how they're going to top that for the finale. Yeah, I don't know. Is the next episode the finale or is it? Is no, it they more? got uh, at least two more. This was this was episode six, I believe. Yeah. So I think they go, uh, it's either eight or nine. Yeah. I, I got to double check, but right. they got at least two more. So I think next episode will probably be slower, you know, kind of rein things in a little bit, prepare, I guess, and then we'll get the finale. Like that with... kind of makes sense. But yeah. I thought it was a great episode overall. I think the storyline I mean, really, The Boys to me is one of the best superhero shows that we've ever gotten. Um, and it's definitely up there for one of the best superhero shows out right now. I'd, I'd agree with that 100%. Yeah. Like, it's been, from season one, you know, it really grabs your attention. But it's it's not just, um, like, everybody always talks about the big moments, like yeah. bodies yeah. exploding and, and and Homelander being gross and jerking off above the city yeah. and, and all these other, like, weird, like, big moments. But... At its, at its core, the story is really intriguing. The story uh, itself is, is very um uh, um. We came back. It grabs your attention more than more than like the the whale exploding and all that other stuff. Like that stuff's amazing to see because we've never seen anything like right. it before. But and it's like, done so well. Like the, the giant penis head yeah. is just it's really done flawlessly, if you will. My uh, favorite moments though from the episode. Like I said, uh, uh, the kind of tag team with Butcher and Soldier Boy against Homelander that had me just kind of amped. I really, really got a good belly laugh out of MM being covered in uh, some superhero semen. I don't know. We don't know who it was. But that that cracked me up so much. And then uh, even right before that, what made me laugh even harder was when – I, don't, I guess it wasn't Miniature Man. I don't know who I don't know who that is the the shrinking guy. But when he got it, another shrinking guy, another one. But when he came out of that girl's like vagina and like kind of tapped uh, MM on the shoulder and it just whatever that liquid was all over his jacket, I was just it just cracked me up so much. It was such a funny episode. But oh, yeah, you know, and honestly, the deep getting a blowjob from uh, an octopus yeah. was uh, I mean like predictable but point, funny. Everything with the deep is just like. Yeah. You know, because he started off in the series as like this just creep when he, you know, when he pretty much like face rapes Starlight right. and all this other stuff. I love that he still is a creep, though. That hasn't gone and, away. He tried to, you know, change his image. But in this episode, you see he's still just as much of a It, was, of a it started off. off super dark. Yeah. And now it's kind of like he's delved into like the more comedic side of yeah. it. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> so those are our thoughts. Uh, uh, let us know in the chat what you guys think. Uh, of, probably of, get Fred uh, back in here, right? So let's tell Fred. Yo, yo, man, he's we, back. We went into it, so. So anyway, about the boys, oh, not yeah. I'm yeah. Just playing. <laughs> Spoiler so alert! So is dead. Yeah. But anyway, so speaking of superhero stuff, so we had yeah. said uh, overall, this isn't a spoiler on the last episode that the boys to both of us is one of the best superhero um, shows out there. Let's talk about Miss Marvel. You guys caught up on Miss Marvel? Yes. 
So what'd you guys think of this last episode? I know there was a, a giant, giant hint on how it's going to connect to Captain Marvel 2. Um, but overall, I thought this last episode, for me, I, I kind of thought it was a little boring. I thought it was a little slow. I don't know. I, I, didn't, more, I didn't connect with it. Episode 2 was better, I thought. I'm more confused about her than I ever was <laughs> after well, the last but episode. But you're basing it. I guess you're comparing the show to what her comic book origins and all that stuff are, right? Yeah, I just don't know. I, I can't put my finger on the direction that they're going with this. And uh, it's, I don't yeah. know. I, I can't put it. See, I guess I can't it's, a little, it out. it's a little easier for me because I have no preconceptions of what she's supposed to be. I'm literally, this is my first foray into Miss Marvel. So what do you think, uh, uh, Zuplex? So, I, I mean, I like this episode. Um the more the every episode gets a little bit better for me because like I started off the show being like oh, and now I'm like all right all right I, all right she's not as terrible. I'm definitely uh, not hating the special effects. I know a lot of people online are are upset with the way the powers look. The, I really don't care. The about visuals, that. They look in the visuals are very good in the show. The first the episode they were, they were horrible in my opinion. Well, I feel like, like in the, the first, first episode, episode they just weren't as uh, as prevalent. You know what I mean? Like we didn't yeah, see yeah, much yeah, of it. Yeah. And then well, like something, it's it, better it seems and better. Like it gets better as as it goes on and stuff like that. Um, I don't mind the the giant changes they're making to her power set and to like her her backstory because like the only thing they're really changing is that she's not an inhuman anymore, right? Right. And they and they brought in the clandestine, which um was a, like a, a very it's a deep cut like it's a very small i was gonna ask so that's a part of the comic that, that's is it from her comic so, the clandestine so or is that everybody's comic? everybody's call, calling it the clandestine like one word it's really what it is is their last name is destine okay they're the clan destine okay all right i um at least that's how it was in the comics i mean they're probably changing it for the for the show uh i mean very small like Art in, um, in uh, in the comics and stuff like that. Like it, it wasn't anything huge. Oh, what like what link did they have to Miss Marvel, if any? Or are they just no, coming in for the show? Okay, I think they just decided to use it to replace the Inhumans. Yeah, they're okay. just going to use the clandestine. It seems. Um, I mean, did you guys you catch? Like... What do you guys think about the, where the bracelet came from? I mean, it looked to yeah, me. Yeah, I was just about to say. Do you like that the bracelet is part of the Ten Rings in some capacity? So now, now what you're so you see that though? yeah, like that's what I was just gonna ask because like the arm that it was on was a blue arm, right? So my yeah. initial thought when I was watching the episode, my initial like like kind of got it moment was I thought that that was signifying that it was a scroll and that she was or not a scroll, a a Cree, and that Cree, basically yeah. the bracelet came from that technology and that would be the connection to Ms. Marvel. But then I read uh, yesterday, I think I read something about. Almost like some sort of confirmation that the bracelet is the same as the rings, is the ten powered by the ten rings, and but I couldn't confirm that anywhere. So, where did you see? Yeah, from where where did you see that? Because I I couldn't confirm that. Any, I I don't did know. I, where did I see what that it came from the ten rings? Yeah. yeah. Well, just based off where they got it. Where In the episode, it? it showed the ten rings where the bracelet was. Oh, it was if, like like the logo in the stone. I'm, yeah, I the missed whole that. Ten ring logo. I completely missed that. I don't even know how I missed that shit. I missed that too. Okay, so that I'll means I'll find then... it, put it in the chat, and you can put it in the in the show so people can see what I'm talking about. I wonder then if the if that means that 
the Ten Rings at some point in their exploration or whatever um, came across Cree technology and kind of repurposed it for themselves. Maybe the Cree came back to reclaim the technology, and then that's where you know whoever had it at that point got trapped, and and then uh, Miss Marvel's uh, grandmother found it. I, I put it in the chat, so um, if you want to pull it up, <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. I mean, listen, I think the show is good. I know, um, you know, a lot of people online are, you know, they want to just whine and complain about it, but. Oh, wow. Look at that. That is the Ten Rings logo. Yep. Give me a second, peoples. Give me a second, peoples. Let me uh, pull this picture up here. Downloaded it. Let's see. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm like more confused on what's going on. That's interesting then. So, that, um, so there's a direct connection the into the Ten Rings and a direct connection yeah. to uh, Captain Marvel. I mean, yeah. I um, still think a lot of this is going to connect more to Eternals than we think. I, I'm not even getting the connection to uh, Captain Marvel. Um, it, I, it's the, it seems they want to connect more to Shang-Chi at this point. Well, I mean, I think I think they're going to connect Shang Chi and Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel and the Eternals. I think that's that's the the road they're heading to. Is that um, this technology came from, um, you know, alien technology or whatever, and either the Kree or or the scrolls, either way, and uh, that's how it wound up here on on Earth. Or it could be something that the Eternals brought it. I I mean, it, it's still we're still very early into Miss Marvel because I read that Miss Marvel's getting like nine episodes. It is supposed to get nine episodes. That's what I read too. Yeah. So uh, putting that into context, like what I was talking about last week, where I said that I think they're going to be putting a lot of the roadmap. Remember when we were talking about Feige? Um, saying that by the end of the summer we're going to know where we're heading. I think a lot of the roadmap is going to be in Miss Marvel. I think they did that on purpose. It almost seems because... like it is. He also confirmed that there's going to be like that there is a Thanos type. Oh, here's the picture, guys. Uh, I'm putting it up on the on the screen for you guys to see of the Ten Rings logo. I don't want to cover uh, Fred's face here. Um, he <laughs> did fine. say that he did say that. <coughs> excuse me. That. Uh, there's going to be a Thanos level threat that he's basically got a planned out already that we're going to find out about yeah. it soon. And uh, I think when he means by soon, I, I feel like it could be coming toward the end of um, Thor. Obviously uh, we'll probably get something there maybe, um, but they are confirmed for Comic-Con. That's going to be and huge. They're gonna I have think we're going to find out. They're going to have a too. big, yeah, they're going to have a big Hall H. And the last time they did that was when they announced the full phase four. So, well, so this is what I, I think. I'm sorry. Phase I'm, five I'm is getting coming. all excited yeah. and I just want to jump in. <laughs> I think, I think they're finally going to announce, you know, the new movies coming in phase five and kind of give us a roadmap of where we're going. I think it's even more than that. Honestly, I think it's going to be not even just announce the movies coming in phase five, but I think we're going to get actual Early release dates. So. We're going to get actual titles. Yeah. So if you remember back when, I mean that's uh, what they when they show the the, the roadmaps they usually give us all they that. give us all that info. I remember back yeah. when uh, I think they announced 
they were announcing Phase Three completely, uh, you know, right before Age of Ultron, and they flat out told us we were getting Civil War, we were getting Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Black Panther, yeah. like, and then and they gave us basically release dates or release windows, maybe of all those. And the only thing they didn't give yeah. us was Avengers and whether it was going to be called, you know, Infinity War one and two or whatever it was. And, you know, they kind of changed yeah. their tune on that a little bit. So I they feel did like the same thing for, yeah, they did the same thing for phase four at Comic-Con, uh, like three or four years ago. Right. That was when they first announced blade and fantastic four, but we didn't have dates though. Right. Except for maybe phase, no, some phase gave, four movies that we had dates. They gave us the dates Everything for all phase three. four. Yeah. So they gave us five. the date for, for Thor, love and thunder for, they gave us the titles. It feels like that was so date. long ago, man. Yeah. Um, for all the um, movies. Like, they told us it was going to be called Wakanda Forever. They told us it was going to be called Thor, Love, and Thunder. Right, right. You know, what do you think? for all that stuff. Prediction time. What do you think? Do we see uh, any footage at all of Blade? No, no. but I think we're going to get Deadpool. I, I think we're going to get footage of Deadpool 3. You think footage? I, so I think I almost... I feel like in my gut, it's almost a guarantee we're going to get some sort of announcement about Deadpool 3, some confirmation. Yeah, I think we're going to get a, yeah. a, an announcement of the date. I mean, right. I don't even think they're in production yet. You never know, they're though. I mean, it. it's possible they could be filming from home. You know, Ryan Reynolds could be doing some random shit yeah. from his from his. Uh, mean, maybe sitting I mean, on his couch or something <laughs> in the suit, just talking shit. Well, that could be. Maybe, yeah. maybe we don't get Deadpool 3 footage, but we get Deadpool footage, like him yeah. announcing See now, yeah. listen. If Marvel wants to really win over anybody who thought who thinks Phase Four is kind of crap, they put Ryan Reynolds in a Deadpool outfit and have him announce the entire Phase Five lineup and Phase Six and any new things. Just have him do the whole thing. Pay him. Yeah, they're not pay him. That. I know. But it. It. I could. I could dream. All right. Stop popping my bubbles here. I could dream. <laughs> so. I think a more realistic idea of what we're gonna get at that Comic Con. I mean, at the most, probably a trailer for Wakanda Forever. I think we'll get something a teaser yeah. for sure. Buttersworth says you're gonna get you're gonna see a lot of it, a lot still. Deadpool, Ant Man, and Blade. I do think we get our first first footage or first some sort of maybe images of Ant Man. Maybe Kang we yeah. see for the first time. Maybe Ant Man is the next the next one up, right? That's the, the well. As there's far as movies um, go. I don't believe so. Let me pull up the list here. Oh, I think it's Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Oh, Wakanda's next. Okay. Upcoming MCU movie. I believe that's in November, unless it got pushed back for a nineteenth time. It, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets pushed back, man. There's still a lot to go. A long way to go, I should say. It looks like we got... Oh, come on. Give me a, just, I just need one picture. I don't need a freaking link. Honestly, I, I think they're having a lot of problems mm-hmm. with Wakanda Forever trying to figure out how to navigate without Chadwick Boseman. I think they are, too. I think not even just that. I think there's just you know a lot of issues with the cast... You know, everything with COVID well, is kind thought, of messed up. I heard that up. they finished, they wrapped up filming. And they're in, pro- well, that, that, in post Yeah, but, right but post-production causes still can, you could do reshoots. There's still a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah I heard so they went we got, back into reshoots after post. We oh. got Thor, Love, and Thunder. We got the She-Hulk uh, show coming out this year. Yeah, Wakanda Forever is technically supposed to be November of this year. Yeah. And then you got Guardians of the Galaxy for Disney Plus, the holiday special. Okay, then it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's that's early next year. So okay. that, that yeah, April, right? The February actually, February. Yeah, then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So I think we'll see some footage of that. That's almost like a no brainer. That one's been done That's for awesome. a while. Uh, Secret Invasion yeah. of Disney Plus, and then the Marvels, which is July of 2023. Uh, Deadpool Three at some point we'll just see Blade. At some point we'll see Captain America Four. Maybe we get some info on that. 
Mm-hmm. What do you about Fantastic Four? Do you guys think they start announcing uh, any cast? Yeah. Think we get any yeah. confirmation there? Might, I mean, they might do a cast announcement <laughs> at Comic Con for Fantastic Four. Honestly, that yeah, might I've be been reading a lot. Of, like, I've been reading a lot that it's not going to be John Krasinski. No, it seems I'm perfectly more fine more with like that. He he did it for the fans for that specific one you know scene or yeah whatever, i agree i think part. feige was pretty much like look we don't want john krasinski but the fans want it so let's just give him here's a perfect opportunity throw john krasinski in there and call mm-hmm. it a day let's pop his head let's make him look like not the smartest man in the universe and let's yeah. move on so <laughs> I, I mean i, I really so. hope that they start um really like giving us like rules to this multiverse thing I, well because kind of seem to be all over the place a little bit. See, I don't think yeah, we're going to get rules. Like, I don't think they're going to announce that kind of stuff. I think we're going to no, get no, no, movies. No, but, but for instance, like, all right, Loki and all his variants all look completely different. You know? Right. Most, you know, they're, they're all very different or, like, kind of the same. And it's like, and then Doctor Strange and all his variants look exactly the same. <laughs> Just with right. like a ponytail or whatever, right? Right. Christine, all her variants, like all the characters in Doctor Strange that had variants, they all look like yeah, the no, same. That's actor. a. I don't know. That's a plot hole. I mean, I feel like uh, the MCU. Spider Man like, was different though. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. And then yeah. Spider Man's different. So it's like, you know, Peter Parker's different in every in every right. universe, but Doctor Strange is the same in every universe, and. The thing is, you know, the MCU, Feige has a team that's literally just meant to make sure everything is kind of in line. So I feel like that's a pretty gaping mistake if if they're just not consistent with it. So there's got to be a reason, which I agree with you. Maybe we'll get an answer for. I feel like we're not going to get much concrete, like, rules until Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man 3 is going to kind of really kind of lay it out there for us. Like, this is how it works. And... You know, yeah. I, I honestly, I kind of hope they hope stop with the with so the multidimensional Ant-Man, stuff soon. Is Ant Man gonna? Is Ant Man still considered Phase Four, or is that gonna link into Phase Five? Honestly, maybe that's what they clarify for us at the show because I really, maybe, as far as yeah. I know, everything that's coming out is Phase Four still. We we really don't know when there's a Phase right. Five. Honestly, honestly, I think they're getting away from the whole Phase thing altogether. To be honest with you. Yeah, I, I mean, so. like, do we really need the phase thing anymore? <laughs> well, I think Feige it makes, wants it, it more it, to be just sagas. So instead of yeah. phase four, five, yeah. one, two, and three is a saga, it'll just be the next saga is whatever. Every movie is a part of that yeah. saga. It just went it's over. It's it's like over. It made sense in the in the, like the, in the Infinity Saga. It made sense, right? Right. Because like pretty much every phase was capped off by a, by an Avengers movie. Right. Right. We're not going to have that going forward. So, like, why continue with this? We will not... maybe after Secret Wars. It may come back. I don't, I don't know why back. you guys think that Secret Wars is coming anytime soon. It's not coming soon. I, I don't think. It's, I think I, that's yeah, what we're going to get. I think it's going to be the end of Phase Five. Not a chance. There's not a chance. I think you're it's out of your be. mind. So I think I agree with you, uh, Zuplex. I feel like they're going to maybe they're going to announce Secret Wars is coming. Uh, during Comic Con or uh, um, San Diego Comic Con, but I think we're they're going to literally say, "Look, see, we're building towards Secret Wars, but we got ten more years before you even see that. So let's just like yeah. it's coming, and let's just move on. Let's just put it in the back burner and leave it alone." I just feel like to do it justice, you need to introduce a lot of different characters, and they're not even yeah, like close. there's no way because all right. So if you're saying by the end of Phase Five, and they're about to announce Phase Five, right? 
we already know that Guardians played are all in Phase 5. Right. right? Fantastic mm-hmm. Four will be in Phase 5, presumably, mm-hmm. according to your timeline, right? Mm-hmm. You still have to introduce all of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Which now... They're probably doing one movie. But well, so I was going to say, yeah. Phase 5 will be what? I don't think you get uh, individual X-Men movies. Well, like, think of it this way: if so, if we're still in Phase Four and we have movies right now going out to twenty twenty four that are slated to come out, Phase Five doesn't start say until twenty twenty four, twenty 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 five. Then the end of that is not going to be until twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine. So I mean, you know, it's a good amount of time. However, I agree with you. I think that Scythe. I agree they're going to give us one, uh, one movie, maybe Deadpool three. They're going to introduce a bunch of, of mutants, whether they call them X Men or not. It's just going to be a bunch of mutants. Maybe yeah, from there, you go into like like a Secret Wars, but I don't think, I don't think I you do think it justice they're... unless you give us a full blown X Men, a full blown Fantastic Four. Like we need established groups, you know what I mean, in all these different uh, uh, spots. I think so. that they are going to stick to their original plan of introducing the X Men separate in other Marvel properties, and then bring them all together to be the X Men. So you think like uh, you know the way they did the Quicksilver and Wandavision, you know Xavier technically was in Doctor yeah, Strange. Uh, like the the going theory right now is that if they do do, you said do do, do do, if they do a um, if they get the rights and they're able to do another standalone Hulk movie. Oh God, I hope. Wolverine oh into, God. Into a Hulk movie. Don't even get me right. started. And I then, hope, man. I would love to see another no, World uh, War Hulk. Storm originally was supposed to be introduced in Wakanda forever. That was I think we get that. Mar- I don't think we do because the, it was supposed to be the marriage storyline of him in uh, of her in, uh, and uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, but you can still introduce her. I think you still introduce her. I think they're still going to give uh, us maybe the character that becomes her, but maybe not, you know, they're not going to, she's not going to have powers maybe. or anything like I'm, that. But they, but they pivoted and they already announced that they're introducing Riri Williams into Wakanda forever. Yeah. Oh well. You're not going to introduce Ironheart and Storm, right? I guess not. Yeah, they don't want to overdo no. it. They got to slow it down a little bit. I don't but, know. I mean, you know, there's there's different characters that they could bring in, like Gambit. You can you can probably introduce him into like a Moon Knight show. Does Moon Knight get no. a season two? You think they announced that yeah. at Comic Con? I think so. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't do. I think so. I think we get a trailer for Again, Loki we, too. We talked about the Disney Plus stuff. I think they're playing fast and loose with. It's not necessarily going to be maybe Moon Knight season two. It'll be uh, right. You know, Moon Knight and Blade season. You know, season one or whatever. Or Scarlet Scarab. Or it'll be, yeah, it'll be Moonlight and the Scarab or something. Yeah, Moon Knight and the Scarab season one or whatever. Whatever. However, I, they're gonna. What's now? Let's do this. I'm gonna go to you first, Scythe. What is your mm-hmm. like your fan request? What would make you happy in uh, San Diego Comic Con? What would that they would announce? Something Gambit related. <laughs> so not X Men, just Gambit specifically. Uh, give me a Gambit Disney Plus series, and I'll be happy with everything else they do. All right, I'm going to you then, I Zuplex. What what is yours? What's your <laughs> what's your fan request for Comic Con? Um, I I want to know, want to have a better idea of how they're introducing the X Men. All right, well, we know that, but. Something... but what movie or property do you want to see them announce? That's what I X-Men. want. I want them to be like, listen, this is this is what we're doing with X Men. 
or or give us give us something like we said, like like all right, Wakanda forever. You're gonna see Storm. I tell you oh. what, my uh, my my fan casting. I'll, I will say it's a successful show if they give us footage of Daredevil, of Charlie Cox in the outfit, like some sort of teaser behind the scenes thing, something of him and Kingpin working together behind the camera. Uh, or in front of the camera. I mean, we know we know Daredevil's coming up. So what? But I want to see what it. Don't right? But what don't but you we seen, know we that's coming that, that you want to see? No, I want to see more. All right, so it's something that I, that I we don't know is coming that, that I want. We've to see. gotten three seasons of Daredevil. That's like being like I can't wait to see Chris Evans as Captain right. America again. All right, right. You guys, like, just shitting on remaining my parade again. How about uh, <laughs> I want to see a confirmation that they're doing a Hulk standalone movie, World War Hulk. And I want like a poster. I want like a fan art of him holding Wolverine in two pieces with like I don't know the Avengers around him, Captain America basically with broken wings, and Hulk just like just bloodied and like ready to freaking go to war. That's what I want to see. That would make me happy. So I I have heard the rumors going around about the Hulk movie, and the version of the rumors where they introduce Wolverine isn't World War Hulk. That's what I've heard too. Which would. I mean, it would make sense, more. honestly. If, if you introduce more. Wolverine in a movie like that with Hulk, I mean, that's it's going to blow yeah. minds. But it's going to do the, the Hulk, Hulk versus Wolverine. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Honestly, I would right. absolutely love it. Uh, Buttersworth says, I would love a Marvel Knights story with Daredevil and Punisher. So that would be cool, too. There's been a lot of rumors that uh, Jessica Jones is coming back. Buttersworth, you want that? Go watch season two of Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> you basically get that, yeah. <laughs> I would love for Jessica Jones to come back. I'll tell you what, man. It is it is definitely exciting time right now. The fact that they announced they're going back to a convention like that is is huge. I got a, a funny time. feeling that um, that San Diego, you know, they're going to be announcing a lot of the movies. So traditionally, before D23 and before coronavirus and all this other stuff that shut the cons down, it used to be... Old movies would get announced at, at San Diego Comic-Con, but all the Netflix shows would get announced right. at New York right. Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they go to this a similar... And they used to do D23 every other year. Now they do it every year. So I'm wondering if they go movies at San Diego, Disney Plus at New York. Right, maybe if that would be swap dope, it up but a little I bit. Just don't, I, I can't see them doing it. I feel like they would save it for D23. I mean, I don't yeah, D twenty three has I, kind of become the bigger, the bigger show specifically for the Star Wars they're gonna, Marvel yeah, stuff. Right? For Disney, yeah, just, I mean, like, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just wondering, you know, because they've always had such a big presence at New York yeah. Comic Con. No, I agree, that, and it would be it'd be amazing because I would love to go uh, next year and see some crazy yeah. Disney Plus showcase. That'd, that'd be, be insane. Well, I've that'd got be fantastic. This can you year, fellas, I think you guys should be joining me. I'm just yeah. saying. I gotta try. I gotta. I gotta see what I can do. We'll see. I'm broke, <laughs> but I'll be there to, uh, all three days going live on G Gen's. Hell socials. yeah, man! Go live. There you go. Live tweet that <laughs> shit. Um, just real quick, uh, sticking to the Marvel stuff. So Thor: Love and Thunder comes out next week. I'm going to see it on the seventh on Thursday. I think around uh, eight thirty, we're going to go see it. Uh, the captain and I. Um, but have you guys seen the early reactions? I mean, a lot of people online, from what I'm reading, are saying it's probably the best MCU movie. Like overall, That's what I'm hearing, which is like high, high praise, man. The trailer. I'm hearing. I'm hearing give me that crazy feeling, high praise about uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, same here. 
a lot of talk about just how intimidating he is, how intense he is. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth apparently killing it. I'm uh, it gets me excited, honestly. It gets me amped. I can't help but feeling but getting that little like kind of child child like giddiness inside of me. You know, I can't wait for this movie. I think it's gonna be huge. I'm just like to your point, Scythe, you you know, you pointed out a few times now that you think that there's gonna be a we're gonna kind of know a lot more about the direction of the MCU at the end of it. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that's not gonna happen. And that will be really disappointing to me if that doesn't happen. I think you guys got to in your hopes up for all these movies. I can't help it, man. I can't help yeah. it. This is what ruined Doctor Strange for you guys. Well, Doctor my, Strange, no. Doctor Strange. Even, even if I wasn't hyped up, Doctor Strange wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that great. I, I rewatched it, and I'm like, ugh. didn't have high hopes for all the madness that you guys wanted, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. But I'm just saying. It wasn't my favorite. The last time they were at a con, they announced Phase 4 and everything that comes with it. I right. still think we're going to get that. In with phase five, I think they're they not going to show up to a con empty-handed. We're going to get some right. some sort of major. We're going to be getting something. Yeah, of course. Um, but back to your your question of like, do we know the roadmap after Thor? I don't know. I don't know if we do. Yeah, you know? I feel like it's almost too soon. I, I honestly I think... think that we're not going to know the roadmap until after Ant Man three. That's what I think. Well. I th- I think part of the thing is is that we're thinking that there's one roadmap. Well, that's true. No, I think there's multiple roadmaps. I think uh, it, I mean for everything we've been talking about for months at this point that we think that there's going to be different overall arcing storylines going through, and I think Thor's going to give us a storyline, either open up a new one. <laughs> Or expand on like a cosmic storyline for us. Excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for the movie, even if they don't give us, even if we don't have that, uh, you know, perfect like, kind of lineup for what's coming next. I'm still super excited for the movie, and I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to disappoint. Honestly, I think it's going to actually exceed my expectations because the trailer to me looks a little too jokey, a little too like kind of comedy. So I'm. Actually I mean, I've heard it's to really it. funny too, though. I've yeah. heard, I've heard that, but I, for me, it's, I've heard that it's also as more epic than it seems, which was my biggest yeah. fear with Gore the God Butcher. I wanted it to be this epic movie I mean, that listen, I didn't think it'd be. You know, how, one you know how Disney cuts their trailers, though. Like, there's there's always that. Right. Well, for all we know, the entire that. trailer is not in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very true. Because there is that that quick shot in the trailer of them fighting where everything is like black and white, but right. Valkyries in color. You know, um, yeah. Like what the hell is that about? Yeah, like that seems like a that seems like a very small part of a very epic scene right. going on. Right. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I'm still I'm still worried about like I know everybody's been touting Christian Bale because everybody loves the guy so much, but I'm worried about him being Gore. Um, See, I think he's gonna kill it as a character. I mean, the guy's a good actor. I don't like the way he looks, man. Well. Yeah, that, that's like the way he looked. I hate the way the right. I hate the way the all black necro sword looks. See, but I, I have a feeling that what we saw in the trailer is like, you know, when he grabs a sword, it's kind of early in the movie, and as the movie goes on and as he uses its power, I think it's going to kind of morph a little bit. Because I, I agree with think, you, it doesn't um, really look like it's supposed to look. I don't think. Sorry, go ahead. I side. also think um, a lot of the visual effects weren't done yet for the trailer. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it'll be more enhanced in the movie. 
I mean, maybe, but the the sword itself looks just looks like a just sword, like a like, <laughs> like a regular broad, like a black yeah. broadsword. It looks that's like it. a cosplay yeah. sword. Yeah, but that's why I feel it, like it, that's it, like maybe that's when he grabs the sword, but like maybe when he grabs it, it activates whatever power it has or whatever. I think it's going to change the look. I think we're going to be surprised with something. Like well, that. I mean, like listen, if if this was like any other weapon wouldn't really care that much but the all black necro sword is like a very important key key weapon it's the first symbiote right which is that's huge i I, i'm curious to know what they're going to dive into the symbiote side of it i I mean like i don't know me and fred had watched that trailer breakdown and we Mm -hmm. had seen like if you watch well i mean that what type of cut was that fred like an hd cut or an imax cut or something like that yeah i rewatched the trailer and you don't see those side pieces i think it was a, it was probably an imax cut yeah, so the imax cut has like what looks to be symbiotes in the in the yeah. background um, so that's, that, that gets me case, excited for venom for an actual venom that's actually a good venom not tom hardy yeah oh absolutely i mean i'm, I'm i'd be excited for null like oh, if yeah. at the end of oh, yeah. four they're like null's coming that'd be sick i'm all that in baby Last... you can show me as many miss marvel bullshit episodes <laughs> as you want as long as i know null's coming Last question about <laughs> Thor, actually, before we uh, move on to the main event, you know, pun intended. Uh, do you think Thor dies by the end of this movie? So I know there's been a lot Jane of rumors Foster that does. that he's done that after this. I think Jane Foster does. So you think, uh, I mean, I can see that. She's not, I guarantee Natalie Portman's not too excited to be signing on doing. I mean, that's the rumors that I've heard is that she doesn't want to do any more after this. And he's like, I'll play Thor as long as you guys want me to yeah, play Thor. That's what, yeah, because I saw the rumor that he wants to be done with it. But then, like, the next day, it's, I'll do every Thor movie possible. Well, I didn't read that he wants <laughs> so, to be done with it. I just yeah, read exactly. that, like, Feige is essentially like, yeah, okay, this is this is it. Only because, and I, I think the reason why that could be is because the salary for these actors is getting higher and higher. And it kind of business-wise makes more sense to get rid of Chris Hemsworth, who's probably raking in millions of dollars per movie yeah. and bring some new faces in to kind of take over the Thor name, you know, beta Ray bill. You can hire some no name person and pay him the minimum for the first movie he does. Yeah. But the, the problem I have with all that and like, and we've been seeing it and I, and I think uh, the captain and, and us have touched on this a couple times is when you start re- replacing all of these characters with, other characters it feels like we're getting like the b squad avengers yeah yeah oh yeah and so i guess we'll have to see how they handle that like you know too far away from what we grown to love yeah yeah i mean it's a sad realization the only the only one i think that could really hold up at this point you know, because you're still gonna have Doctor Strange for a little while. You're still gonna have Benedict Cumberbatch just for a little while. You know, you'll probably still have Tom Hiddleston, right? right. Uh, Loki for a little while. Um, I think um, Anthony Mackie could definitely take over the Captain America Falcon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to his movie. Yeah, like yeah, me too. Just to see him, like I, you know, what I will say out of everything that we've seen so far in Phase Four, all the uh, you know passing of the torches and all that stuff. The one that was handled the best, I think, is Captain America. I know, yeah, like I know, Rhodey is getting his own show, but as far as I'm concerned, it's almost like a little too—it's uh, like a little too, um, too little, too late for him. Like 
you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it and I'm definitely gonna watch it and I'm rooting for him, but like so it's much time has passed. Well. They should have like yeah, but they should have done it the same time yeah. Cap, um, Cap, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier yeah. came out. We like we should have already gotten an Armor Wars instead of yeah. getting a Miss Marvel and all that stuff. Like it's almost a little effed up that he's still we're still waiting, waiting. on any information on yeah. his show. You know what I mean? And not yeah, OGs, I'm not taking away from it. should have got their show first. Right. I agree. And and to me, yeah. Captain America, like I'm as amped for Captain America four because of how quickly they essentially kind of handled that passing of the torch, mm-hmm. and they did it in such a way that made sense. You know, so that's just yeah. my opinion. But and like, and he's a character that we've already kind of grown to love a little bit, right? You know, right. as like a smaller side character or whatever you want to call it. Um, no, we have. But, I mean, we've seen him since Phase Two. You know, early Phase Two. Yeah. yeah, and you know, he's a fan favorite. People love him. I think he's great at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love the character myself. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I I never liked Falcon. I never liked Falcon. And then the movie made me think he was cool. Yeah. But, and the relationship between him and Bucky, I think, is really strong, really good. Absolutely. So then, teaming up in a movie is going to be fantastic. Right? But then after that, you, you know, we have, and and don't get me wrong, I loved Haley Stanfield as Kate Bishop. Like I, Hawkeye was one of my favorite shows that they made so far. Right, I agree. I really enjoyed her, but like, not Hawkeye. Right, like, see, I think I feel like Rhodey should War Machine should have got his show or his like passing the torch moment or whatever before Hawkeye should have. And not to take away from Hawkeye because I liked Hawkeye and I really liked the show, but he Iron Man arguably was the most important character on screen. And it should have. They still haven't handled that transition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, sh- him and Captain America should have came out. It should have came out like Hawkeye is fine where they put it, but I it, after that should have been right. Armor right. Wars, maybe or maybe not Miss Marvel. It. Yeah, instead of Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, that should have came right. after. <laughs> or even what if? I, think one of the problems I mean, is, what if it's kind of unnecessary? They could have put Armor Wars there. You know, we all thought it would time to. You know they could put out. Well, right. That's why they, I guess that's why they did it. I mean, listen, with COVID, maybe they had plans to do it in that order or in a different order. No, because I, I, I think in the overall story, they they want to introduce Riri before they introduce before they do Armor Wars. Right. So they want. That's do why they want Black Panther to have Riri yeah. Williams You're in right. Armor Wars, right? So I mean, they were always planning on introducing her into Wakanda Forever. So no. You got. I mean, I agree with you guys that it sucks that we didn't get Armor Wars sooner. Right. Um, but I think in the overall story, if that if that's the way they're going, it makes more sense. Right. Do it this way. I mean, listen. I'm, like, like I said, we're gonna watch it anyway, and just for the fact yeah. that it's a War Machine show, I actually just as a, going back to when I was a kid, I always liked War Machine better than Iron Man. I just thought he was Same. a cooler character. Yeah. So, you know, Same. to see him on screen is cool, and uh, I can't wait. But it's no. like the other question of like, so my, or my other issue that I have with all of this going on is that we had Iron Man, and then we had Captain America, two leaders basically of the Avengers that everybody gravitated towards. And like, you know, we were all like, "Oh, it's Iron Man and it's Cap," and even when they had Civil War, right. it was Iron Man. This cap and everybody split sides or whatever, you know, you don't have anybody stepping up to be that type of character 
important in this next version of the MCU. I think they're wanting it to be Doctor Strange. So that's what I was. That's what it seems like. That's what I felt yeah. like until Doctor Strange two. And, and this, yeah. I just rewatched Doctor Strange two, and I can't believe I didn't think about this the first time around, because it seems like what they're doing is they're setting up possibly Strange Academy. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But that's a Doctor separate... Strange is always like teaching these children like right. Spider Man, and then. Now America Chavez and whatever, yeah. and she bring, he brings America Chavez into into um, uh, Carmitage and everything like that. And it seems and and knowing Marvel, right? Strange Academy was their number one best selling book last year and its first year of of, of uh, production or whatever. And everybody really loves that story. You know, um, it's a it's a it's actually a very good. I mean, I like it. It's a very good book, but um, I don't. I I could see them because they always they've been tending to stick to like trying to give us the best selling comics. Also, right, mm-hmm. right. Like that's why we got Miss Marvel when we did, and the, the book the, for a while. What's the name? The Hawkeye the... Matt Fraction, Hawkeye too, like kate bishop and all that stuff like those those books were very well received made a lot of money as far as uh marvel's concerned so i wouldn't be surprised yeah so but if all right so let's say we got dr strange as one leader like who's the second like well that's the thing i feel like uh the new avengers i think captain you know the new captain america will be eventually um think so yeah i think it'll i almost think it'll be a combo of him and uh, Rhodes, like it'll be War Machine and Captain America, but like I don't think Rhodes know. would. I would love to. Think, I think he I should. I don't think Rhodey could take that on. He should. They should give him the respect he deserves, and he should do it. I don't disagree with you. I just don't see them doing it for whatever reason. The thing is, you got to remember the New Avengers, whatever the New Avengers team is. It's going. They're going to be controlled by the government. So like the the Sokovia Accords are in full effect. So there's no. There's no uh uh well, the accords are destroyed after after the blip. No, that's I don't think so. That's why in in, in uh Miss Marvel we got the damage uh what's it called DOD tracking down unregistered uh superheroes. I think that's that's, a, that's the Sokovia Accords. I think they're basically oh, doing that's their job the now. Sokovia Accords. Remember at and Captain America and the Winter Soldier they were talking you know they, there was nothing talked about with the Sokovia Accords. they were talking well, about no like, i mean i'm government. using Sokovia Accords as, as the name world order when it comes to all this stuff like with the, they're dealing with blip shit they're not no even, i agree but I, what i'm saying is that like, the maybe it's not called Sokovia Accords anymore but the results what tony what um tony was talking about during captain america civil war has basically come true so we have a government agency now that's trying to register all superheroes so the new avengers team oh. is going to be registered with whatever the government is that's going to run well if if you think about it they were always ran by the government because they were running them shield was running them yeah but shield uh, didn't answer anybody they answered to themselves they didn't you know they they destroyed shield Shield by captain america too right that's true by age of ultron there was no uh uh, shield anymore yeah the point is they were all they were ran by a government agency and damage control is basically like no, but they. I don't think that, that I wouldn't say they of, were though because the Tony cleanup Stark. crew after a major. But I wouldn't say they they were really run by them because uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark is the one who bankrolled them. You know what I mean? Like the, he owned the facility. He basically helped you know build all the toys. I feel like they, I don't think you know, it was, 
the whole argument of Civil War is that they weren't, right? I'm sorry, go ahead, uh, uh, Zuplex. Real clear-cut lines. I think it's meant to be vague on purpose. You yeah, know well, where it's like well, it's meant the to, Avengers it's meant to make like, us argue about they it. They kind of run themselves, but Shield kind of helps them. And it's not really Shield. It's kind of Nick Fury helps him, and Nick Fury is kind of able right. to just do whatever the fuck Nick Fury does. So, <laughs> Excuse me. Which is the better question? Is like Secret Invasion coming also? Yeah, that's not for a while still. End of twenty twenty three. I, I think. mean, it's gonna come off cold sooner maybe, than you think. Maybe we'll get some footage of that at San Diego Comic Con. Right after the Marvels. Uh, it, it didn't come up on my list, but I think I think maybe my list just wasn't uh, showing it because I'm pretty sure it's supposed it to come out summer next year. Like right after the Marvels. Yeah, yeah. So that would be no. summer of next year. I think, I think honestly, I think Secret Invasion might be the next big storyline. Right, like a full blown uh, scroll takeover, maybe. Like they start it with the with the show, and then all of the movies that come out afterwards have like, you know, a hidden scroll somewhere. It's possible. I would love that. Where you're just kind of questioning <laughs> who's a scroll and who's not. That'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah. Carry that for a few movies. You can easily squeeze a few movies out of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of different ways they can go with this. Where you know, we're we're still waiting for Feige to tell us what's up. We well, went for a whole year, two years of like. We gotta wait a little bit longer. We gotta wait a little bit longer. That's what uh, San Diego Comic Con's for. Yeah, That's yeah. what it seems like, anyway. But all right, let's move on to the uh, the the main event, and I use that specifically because we are talking about the best mic worker across wrestling. So, for anyone who uh, hasn't been on the social media groups today, uh, behind the I scenes, the main event was Obi Wan. Oh, I forgot about Obi Wan. We haven't even talked about Obi Wan. <laughs> Damn, I knew I forgot That's something. That's what I thought you were talking about. Holy shit. <laughs> well, all right, so then we're going to, after Obi-Wan, we're going to quickly go through uh, uh, the matches. I just want to get your opinion on, I want to get your predictions on who you think is going to win these uh, matchups here. But uh, Obi-Wan, man, I forgot about Obi-Wan. That, that I was not know how you can forget about Obi-Wan. That was, was one of the, the best Star Wars things I've ever seen. Except <laughs> in that finale. I have one complaint, honestly. One complaint, one storyline. Spoilers, if you haven't watched Obi-Wan by now, you should just you know get out of the show and wait for the YouTube to, uh, recap after you watch it, replay after you watch the episode. The Reva storyline in episode six mm-hmm. entirely pointless. Every time they cut away, I so was just like, "Oh my god!" What was what was the point? They should have a better way to end her storyline. She was a decent character. Would have been don't show us that she survived after she got stabbed. Just leave it vague. Let mm-hmm. let that be the end of it, and then if they do a yeah. you know Obi Wan season two, or if they continue the story in a Vader show, like then you it can almost like no reveal sense it. To, to no follow sense. her hunting. Absolutely no sense. She was hunting three people that we all know survive, right? And and survive like fine. There's no damage or nothing. We all knew that she yeah. wasn't going to do anything, so yeah. there was no exactly. tension whatsoever in that in that whole thing. I, I just felt like like, like you yeah. said, so I think you were just going to say it. Every time they cut to her, to me, episode six, she was the Quan Ha of the Obi-Wan show. Every time they cut to her, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't care. Go back to the main event. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, so yeah. frustrating. Absolutely. The line would have been way stronger, Is it, like you said, is Vader cuts her down, right? And then don't see her for the rest of the episode. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, you see her in the shadows, like, talking to some mysterious right. figure. Right. And she pops her lightsaber and shows that it's her. 
Like right. then you're like, oh, Reva's still the third sister's still alive, right? And then you yeah. actually get us excited for a possible, you know, Reva exactly. show or Obi Wan season two or something. Instead, because I'll be honest, like, it was just pointless. A lot of people were were sending hate her way. Um, I don't know why she was early good. on though. Like after the first episode, they were doing that yeah. shit. Yeah, that's just yeah, I thought she was great. That's toxic she's fandom. Great, that's just people being ridiculous. I thought she was a great character. I loved her character. Like it was mm-hmm. predictable. Like you knew that she was going to be one of the bad ones. Like the young ones. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that was. I feel like when they revealed that, people were almost like acting like it was such like this the big twist, and I was like, I literally, <laughs> I like, I literally by the end of episode mild. one, yeah. I, I feel like we were all kind of like, yeah. well, yeah, obviously that's what she is. Buttersworth yeah. says, uh, "Who pulled oh. a buddy from Scary Movie Two after watching Obi Wan?" Oh, I definitely did. All over my room. I was. I couldn't. That. Oh, that episode was so fantastic. <laughs> I love everything about it. I think the whole showdown with Obi-Wan and Anakin. The thing is, so there's some like silliness to it, right? Let me just let me just be very clear. There's some silliness to it. The fact that the giant excuse me, star destroyer couldn't kill a tiny little ship with a couple of rebels. Yeah, that's silly. But that's Star Wars silly. I mean, that's it's a part of the Star Wars DNA, you know what I mean? So that yeah, like, exactly. it didn't bother me that that happened. I mean, we've seen that before. It I did we've I will say Yeah. It did take a little long for Obi-Wan to finally leave the ship after he decided I'm going to distract Vader. I kind of was mm-hmm. like, you know, you're taking your time saying bye to everybody. Get off the Tim right. ship, you know. But right. uh, it's nothing that ruins the show. I think it just it kind of fits the whole cheesiness of Star Wars in general. Part of the reason why we love it so much. It's like part of the charm. But the whole showdown, pff, the moment Obi-Wan did his little lightsaber flick and was pointing. Just, just oh, my straight God, goosebumps. Dude. Yeah. Just- Oh my even god. Even now, even now just thinking about it, yeah. like, I'm getting goosebumps. It's it was yeah, really, like, it, right yeah. yeah. It it was an epic level showdown that I, I can't I, I just can't believe we actually got to see yeah. what they pulled off. And like, they and they did it, it insane. I, I watched the fight scene a bunch of times and like they did the choreography so well throughout the show. I want to I got to say the choreography yeah. was fantastic. You saw without saying a word, you just saw uh, Obi-Wan connecting a little bit more with the forest a little bit little flares of like yeah. the old obi-wan showing up again yeah he he, he was just building up building yeah like little up, by little they did such a good job and then in that f- last fight scene he it was super like, saying <laughs> like, i mean it was it was it was nice to see the yeah man. it was nice to see a, a a jedi use force powers in an aggressive way we always mm-hmm. ever see them just kind of blocking stuff and whatever it was right. nice to see him like really kind of being like, yo, if we're gonna do this, we're doing using this. Using you know? the force, and the choreography attack, was like, done was so perfect. well that. Can I can I speak on that for a second? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Before I, I, yeah. I mentioned it in uh, the last episode. Of, yes, in the uh, multiversal, multiversal podcast, yeah. I wanted to mention that. If you haven't yet listened Bro. to the multiversal podcast on this last episode, though, skip the first thirty minutes because this isn't the only uh, G Gen show that's a train wreck. Scythe uh, <laughs> Scythe <laughs> joined the the train wreck crew. <laughs> The train wreck is not on YouTube, though. Oh, okay. So you can Twitch. just you can just you can listen to the replay on YouTube. Then um, no problem. But no, what I mentioned there, what I want to bring up to you guys and get your thoughts: uh, How awesome was it to see Vader not fight like a stiff robot and see him actually be agile yeah. and fantastic and just move around, twirling around and just going wild and like really engaging obi-wan rather Fantastic. than being just a stiff board what's nice like, is sword, so, you know, like... so this is what i was getting at with the, with the choreography like they were able to keep the intensity of that fight scene at a level where everyone unanimously was just like on the edge of their seat even though mm-hmm. we knew no one was dying we knew it was basically how it was going to end 
at the same time, they didn't ruin episode four by showing them do these like spins and all these like uh, flourishy kind of moves. It was more of like a gritty, like I'm I'm just trying to take your head off kind of fight. And in the comics, if I don't know if you guys read the Star Wars comics at all, but it's kind of been confirmed that um, the Emperor gave Vader a clunky, slow suit because he didn't want Vader to ever be stronger than him. And it was like, I'm going to do everything yeah. I can to just slow you down. And without telling the Emperor, Anakin or, or you know, Vader is just tinkering and just making the suit just better so he can move around and fight and whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with you 100%. It was awesome against Reva and against Obi-Wan to see him be able to actually move. And, yeah. you know, my favorite moment, honestly, in the whole fight, it's a little bit of just like, just like physical storytelling, was against Reva, he didn't even take out his lightsaber. He stopped. Nope. He stopped her over and over nope. again. He took her All lightsaber and gave it back to and her. And threw it back at yeah. her. Such a yeah. baller move, bro. In, in Such the first, a baller move. In the first showdown with Obi Wan, he one handed his lightsaber the whole time. Just didn't even need to have his two hands. Didn't really give a shit. Just toying with him. And in this yep. one, my favorite moment is after he starts one handing it. Obi Wan starts coming at him, and it's kind of like you almost feel him kind of go, "This isn't the same fight." And then he grabs yep. it with two hands, and it's just kind of like ready. Oh, I freaking! I almost jumped off my my seat like during that. One of one of my favorite moves that Vader did was when he was fighting him, and he just force moves the rock to take his legs out. Oh, so good! So good! Bro, I'm like, this is so the way he they just incorporated the force with the Uh lightsaber battle. It was just fucking amazing, dude! It was incredible. Just real quick, Buttersworth says uh, Mannequin Skywalker played that part to the T. I was very impressed on what he did in the series. 100%. 100%. I mean, he... It was insane. He, re, you know... And, uh, Vader. He redeemed himself, Hayden Christensen. I mean, good for him. You know what I mean? Like, go ahead, uh, Zuplex. I'm sorry. We haven't seen Vader move like that since Rogue One, right? Right. And Rogue yeah. One was like 10 seconds right. of yeah. a fully CGI'd Vader yeah. just cutting down... Right. I mean, he like, obliterated those guys in Rogue right. One, so it was almost like you didn't have yeah. to you didn't have to see him move around because he was just yeah, exactly. mowing them down. Exactly. You could have given a stiff Vader in that right. in that moment, and right. it still would have like worked for it, yeah. real, in reality. So to see like a fully choreographed lightsaber battle between him and Obi Wan, and it's you and McGregor, so good, so good. In the quality that they gave it to us was so intense. Right, and we, not only that, but the the lightsaber battle between him and Riva too, yeah, was also just as intense and just as good, and and they really did a lot of physical, like you were saying, like yeah. physical storytelling yeah. throughout yeah. all every episode. Both Vader and Obi Wan get show us. Well, I think Vader was already, like you said, like he was kind of toying with them early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they get better and better. One hundred percent goes yeah. on. It's almost like you mm-hmm. you can you physically can see Vader getting angrier, <clears throat> angrier that he's not he hasn't killed Obi Wan yet, and you can just you can almost just feel it like which is the way he's moving that like especially when he pulls down that ship and starts just tearing chunks out of it yeah like like a friggin' oh, yeah. just a monster and then he, and then so Obi Wan's awesome. not there and you can almost feel his like shoulders just start to kind of like this fucking guy keeps getting away if anybody and I'm losing watch you know? the show I don't know what you're doing. But here's what you need to know. This show is so good that everybody knows how it's going to end. Right. We're still talking about it like it's the best damn Star Wars show ever. You need to say that again. I'm going to close up on your face. Go ahead. Say that again. (laughs) Like, if you haven't watched this show, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. This show is so good 
that we all know how it was. Everybody knew how it was going to end. What we're doing is talking about it like it's the greatest Star Wars thing that we've ever seen. That's how good this show is. Go watch if you want. So it's a fantastic <laughs> show. Just, just I can't agree more. Just a phenomenal show. I, and I will say again, one of my other favorite moments was uh, seeing you know after Anakin got or Obi Wan Vader got his uh, helmet cut open. The way his voice changed, I think Scythe, you mentioned this also Bro, in the Multiversal yeah. podcast. The way they, his they voice, like, so well. in and out as, like, James Earl Jones, but also Hayden Christensen. And, like, it was, oh my God, uh, I got chills thinking about that. It was just, so, good. so good seeing them battle each other in the voice. Just man. just the lighting, so too. Good. Like, how, you know, his face is red when he's basically, like, kind of coming at him as Vader, but it turns blue for, just for that split second when also, he's basically saying to him, like, you know, almost like, I'm still here, but. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm choosing to let Anakin go, like, and then it goes back to that red, like Sith color. Just, it's just so phenomenal. It was insane. We we also know how he has that scar on his head in uh, Return of the yeah. Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> more continuity, yeah. right? More uh, was, uh, backstory was, was that awesome. we didn't need. Buttersworth says uh, the half mask, half face. While he was talking to Obi Wan, my God, I want, I went absolutely nuts. I now did, that so scene, good, man. that scene happened in Rebels, didn't it? But it was yep. Ahsoka. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's kind of a mirror image in in that in Rebels she cuts the other half of his mask, but it's almost exactly very similar. She cuts his mask, she sees Anakin yeah. under the helmet, she calls out to him, and he basically says like he yells, "I'm going to kill you," and it's like she realizes at that moment that Anakin's no longer Anakin, like that Vader is this this person in front of her. So then yeah. at that point she kind of accepts. That's the whole like the the um you know the you know the big circle of life kind of storytelling. Her and Obi Wan both see Anakin's there, but they give up on their friend, and Luke refused to give up, and he's the only one who successfully gets through and, and gets to take the mask off. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, listen, it, w- it wasn't planned 30 years ago that this was going to happen, but this that's the, this story, this show is the kind of thing we want from Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, like, going 100%. forward. Mandalorian is great. Don't get me wrong. Mandalorian is great, yep. but when you're revisiting, I keep, I'm, you guys know, I'm a big, uh, proponent of no more skywalkers no more palpatines let's get other stories if you're gonna give us the og cast and crew and give us those stories this is what i want areas of the show that we haven't seen before give us stories that we haven't seen before moments that we never even knew happened i don't want nothing has to tie back into it just tell it flesh out those those characters they can give us they can give us plenty of new stories with these two characters going their separate ways until they meet again in the movies yeah honestly scythe you said it you want a vader show i would if they gave us a show where it's just vader hunting down jedi just literally emperor palpatine like oh look there's a jedi get him oh wait there's one right over there get him and just let him like a fucking rabid dog just going at people just being getting more and more brutal as the episodes get on i don't don't know if they could do justice to the brutality i want to see i want to see vader like villain just obliterating i mean he snapped the kid's neck in this show which was i was like oh oh shit i wasn't expecting that so i want to see him do that there's plenty of stories they can pull from in the comics, I don't know how much of the Star Wars comics you read. In the older comics, so these aren't canon anymore. There's actually a storyline where Vader gets word of a strong, a powerful Jedi on some random planet. He basically says, "I'll take care of this guy," you know, and tells. I don't think they were Inquisitors at the time, but he basically tells his lieutenants, "Go over somewhere else. I got this." He lands on the planet. It turns out to be a a trap, essentially, a group of Sith believers. Uh, uh, what's it called attracted him there. Because they didn't feel they could sense the good in him, and they didn't feel he was worthy to be the emperor's apprentice. And instead, they cloned Darth Maul 
and they uh, lured Vader there so Maul could kill him. And the whole comic is Vader and Maul fighting, and it's one of the best comics that you know for me, a Star Wars fan, uh, that I've read in the Star Wars world. It's a one-off thing, and my favorite is that when in the end Maul is just attacking, relentless. Vader can't keep up; he's about to lose, and then he basically stabs himself in order to get Maul behind him. And Maul's just kind of like, how could like who could you hate so much that you gain that power? And Vader just whispers that he hates himself because of the shit that he did. And then that's how it ends, and everyone else is like, "All right, I apologize. You can uh, be the apprentice again." And like, you know, if they give us that live action, I think uh, yeah. I would probably, you know, find whoever's I think involved at some point and we take care of all again, right? We have to. Maul, we yeah. something. We definitely, we definitely yeah. have to. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he w- they did show us a little cameo of him in Solo. You know, I wouldn't yeah. mind getting a mall show. You know, the the mall that was developed in the Clone Wars and Rebels show is much more uh, three dimensional, much more kind of a well rounded character. Has much more of a brain, not just like a, a brute. And uh, he's it's worth watching. Honestly, I would love to see that. I would love to see a mall show. But anyway, um, apparently, uh, I guess the next show coming is Andor. Yes, um, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and. Uh... It's possible. I heard. I, I don't know who told me, but it's possible that he pops up there somewhere, um, working with Thrawn. Um, like they're going to introduce Thrawn, and uh, it could be. Yeah, show because Maul's so, still alive. Well, we know Maul basically survives through episodes four, five, and six, and he basically dies between episode six and episode seven. So you know, the the Andor show is going to take place before episode four. So he's around. You know, and and at that point in the timeline, if I'm if I'm you know I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he's running the um, I uh, in uh, what the hell is the name? He's running some sort of criminal uh, underground empire. I can't remember the name of it. It was in Solo, but uh, he's basically in charge of them, now, like, so he could be involved. Because Maul, this is where it gets a little screwy for me with the with the Star Wars stuff, but because Maul like survived and. We like we like you said. We know that he he survives between four, five, and six, and he dies between six and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't that screw up like the rule of two? Well, no, because so the rule of two applies specifically to the Sith religion, not to dark force users. So, like yeah. you know, the the whole idea of a Sith and a Jedi is just a religious thing. If you know, you can you believe in being a Jedi, you believe in being a Sith, but you could be a force user doing anything. So there's been, uh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like Ahsoka is a gray, a gray force user. She's not a Sith or a Jedi. She uses the force yeah. as she finds it's necessary. Um, and there's plenty of force users out there, at least, in, you know, in the old canon. There's tons of force users out there that kind of just do what they, you know, they use it in their own way. Um, but the Sith is just, people got to remember, the Sith is just a religion. It's just a belief. Same thing as, like, yeah. the Mandalorians. You know, some of them keep the helmet on, some of them don't. It's just different sects yeah. of people who do different things. So well, I think I was thinking of it more in the line, in the lines of like, yeah, he like, like you said, like, yeah, he's a force user, a uh, dark force user. But if he's still alive, isn't he still the apprentice? Technically, yeah. But you also got to remember like, too that the whole idea that's behind kind of like a little foggy for me. You know what right. I mean? But the whole idea behind the dark side of the force is that uh, their whole thing is about power. So that means you lie, you cheat, you do whatever you can to become the yeah. most powerful person. So it's a, it's a kind of an unwritten rule that ever since the rule of two was put in place, there's never only been two. You just, you only knew yeah. about two, you know what I mean? So, you know, you kind of got that in Obi-Wan with uh, the grand inquisitor. 
Like, right, like the Inquisitors they, are a perfect example. They can, they're all Dark Force users. They're not they're not Sith, but they're right, Dark Force users, the, you know. And, and they lied and oh, right. pretended he was dead the whole time. Well, that's a, pretended to give her the Grand right. Inquisitor role. That's that's one thing that I think a lot of people almost like miss. Like I heard a lot of uh, uh make kind of making fun of the Inquisitors, but the whole point of their little group in Rebels and here in the show is that it just it shows you why you're not really supposed to have a ton of Sith. All they're going to do is lie to each other and try to backstab oh, and, and get on top. We saw it in uh, the Force, uh, the video game. But, yeah, um, in Knights of the Republic, you see, you see it. Like, yeah. You know, anything where there's more than one Jedi or, or more than one Sith, I should say, they don't work together. That's the whole the whole negative that they Just don't work together. The they're all, they all want to be in charge. You know what I mean? It's like having a whole bunch of Ricks trying to work together. They're, it's just never never going to happen, you know. <laughs> but all right, because I got I want to get the show uh, wrapped up a little bit here. Real, real quick, real quick. Go ahead, uh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know if you announced it last week or if it wasn't even announced yet, but Cal Kestis is coming to Disney Plus soon. Not oh, yeah, soon, did they? I was going to say, they didn't announce, they announce a, a date yeah, or like that, just that it's coming. No. He deserves yeah, his own show. Did. His game is fantastic. <laughs> It's insane, and um, they already have an actor lined up for him. Yeah, right. Actor from the game. Yeah, same guy. Who's a fantastic actor. I wonder if there will be some crossover Inquisitor wise. Like if we saw Reva, um, there's obviously the Grand Inquisitor. We saw, I think the was it the third brother or she was the third sister, the ninth brother or whatever it was in the show. I like you know, eighteenth brother. That gets a little confusing. That gets a little. They couldn't come up with a better naming system. Like, come on now. Yeah, they definitely could have come up with a better naming system for them, but. All right, let's go into um, the wrestling uh, tournament here. So I, if you're on Facebook, you saw we announced uh, uh, the best mic worker. It was a conversation that we at the G-Gen crew had uh, behind the scenes a little bit a few weeks back, and uh, we decided let's put it out to a vote for everybody. And uh, we came up with 32 names that we basically threw into a random generator. There's random matches. I put it all together. We put up round one today, which was Jake the Snake Roberts versus Bubba Ray Dudley. And uh, so just looking at the Facebook poll right now, it's on the other socials too. It's on TikTok, it's on, it's on Instagram, um, and then Facebook. So that's kind of the three spots where you can vote. But looking at the Facebook group right now, Bubba Ray is winning by a, a kind of a good margin, 14 to 4 in votes. I mean, we're, we're going to leave it up for a few more days and get some more votes before we call it a day. Um, I'm, I went with Jake the Snake, honestly, but that's just because like, that, that was my childhood growing up. So I kind of felt like you know, I got to stick with that. Makes sense. But what I wanted to go over with you guys, I wanted to give anyone who's listening, anyone who listens to the replay. And so I went with Bubba Ray Dudley, but I did too. I think, well, obviously most people did. <laughs> but I want to give you guys kind of a snapshot of the matches coming up, and I just want a little prediction from you guys. Who do you think, uh, who do you predict is going to win? So uh, the next matchup is going to be The Miz versus Becky Lynch. Uh, that's actually a tough one, man. That that is very that's a, that's very a stupid tough. tough one. So you know, right? You guys know wrestling more than I do, so I'm you know, I kind of want to defer to you guys. Oh um, man, you know, predictions here. They're like they're like their own class. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh uh, man, that's hard. That's hard. So I like what I've been trying to base this all off of is a couple of different criterias. Um, like any any time that I try and think back to whatever memorable promo. I could think of for the, for these guys. Right. Like, so we mm-hmm. like, Jake, I would like to get about Jake, the snake and Bubba Ray today. You know, I'm thinking about Jake the snake 
know every time because back back in the day there's there's going to be some mixture here because back right. in the day the way yeah. they used to do it was interview style mean gene sitting there being like all right jake so what do you think about the uh upcoming match with hulk hogan oh. that's a fantastic no, mean gene thank you, thank you. <laughs> and then jake goes into his whole promo right now do it in the ring they do it in front of the fans they do it like after they've backstabbed somebody or yeah. you know it's it's a different you know different style of doing promos so with this matchup you have two people who came up in kind of the same era doing the same style of promos mm-hmm. right but thinking back of like their best promos Becky Lynch when she got the man moniker right mm-hmm. yep the like, man the man that's my coworker right? said too and like there was a lot that led up to that, but it, it was Survivor Series that that was really the catalyst for all this, where they were doing like the SmackDown versus Raw, SmackDown, you know, Raw invaded SmackDown, and she legit got her orbital fuck crushed by Nia Jax, mm-hmm. right? Blood coming down her face, and they ran off into the into the stands, and she's standing there in front of all the all the fans, like amidst the fans in the stands. Holding holding her fist up in the air, blood all over her face, and it's just like, yo, Becky Lynch is the man. Yeah. And like when she came back, she's like, oh, I'm the man now. You know, that promo when she came back of her her proclaiming herself to be the man is so freaking good. It's it not even funny. Great, yeah. It was no, all right. So but... you're clearly picking Becky Lynch. I don't know, man. Because it's I don't it's know. Because the Miz is fantastic on the mic. If the, if it's one thing that he's great at, it's being on the microphone. Buttersworth uh, in the chat says the Miz no question. So he made his decision real fast. Yeah. All right. So good. we're gonna. That's a, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a toss up. Then you got one of you guys saying the Miz yeah. for sure, and Carmine, you're saying Becky Lynch. I'm not saying any of them. Are for I mean, sure. I mean, I'm I'm still. Just, I got a prediction error because the Miz. That uh, matchup's gonna her, go up probably this weekend. Problem. Yeah, that's her best promo. But the Miz is, has cut so many, so many freaking great promos. And he, and he had the Miz show, not just right. his promos, but he so had the shows. Much. Yeah, yeah, you, you know he's got Miz TV. Miz, yeah, Miz TV. No, and he and he's such an unlikable douchebag. Yeah, he's good. I design. Good, you know what so I'm saying? Good. It's it's so good. So it's hard, it, you know, I, I don't want to say who I'm going to pick now because we're obviously going to be doing this. Yeah, we're going like, to. Like that matchup will probably go up this but... weekend because um, I'm on a vacation the next couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. But I, the plan well, is to basically put a remember. new one up every few every few days. I want to put up a new matchup. Also, so. for everybody listening out there, like, keep it to their mic skills. We don't we don't care. Yeah, this like, isn't the best wrestler. This is the best this is the mic best worker. This is your favorite wrestler. Keep it to the mic skills and, like, who really cuts the best promo who really can go right. back and forth with somebody else the best, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's why we picked these 32 wrestlers was based off of that idea. So we want everybody to kind of like vote on them based right. off that criteria. Right. Also, you I know? might, we might throw out some, uh, some bonus rounds. as just like a one, one kind of uh, one quick poll just to kind of have a little bit of fun with it. But this is going to be like the main tournament is this, this is the list here. So, yeah. um, Buttersworth says, I'll say it now, it's going to be The Rock versus CM Punk in the finals, which is funny, Buttersworth, because behind the scenes, I'm, I'm the prediction I'm getting is The Rock versus someone else, and I'm not going to reveal who it is. We'll see if it gets down to it. But um, So after uh, The well, Miz and Becky Lynch. Style, so they may not, they might be in the same bracket. 
Right, yeah. yeah. Well, they may be, I, they, they you, may know, you never know who's going to make it to the end. Exactly. Like, you know, you, you, they might face the wrong person one week and just get knocked out. So um, after the Miz and Becky Lynch, there's uh, Roman Reigns is going at it with Batista in round one. That might uh, be battle for the worst. Mike. That's, what, that's what my coworker said, too. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Um, Neither one of them can talk on the mic. By the way, both of those are the captain's picks. Oh, shit. Uh, after after that Awful is uh, Ted, <laughs> Ted DiBiase versus uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's a good so, one. That's a that's good, good one, matchup. Man. And both from the same era, too. That's same why era, I like the matchup because they're both from the same era. I mean, that's, that's again, me as a kid with my I, dad I feel like Jake. I feel like the matchup we have up right now Jake the Snake is falling a little bit because he's from like a you know an right. older era. There might be people who haven't even really you seen know, him. But if you really oh, go you back know. and watch Jake the Snake, like he was so menacing. I, that's what and I think too. So now menacing. again, just for anyone who's listening or who you know is, sees this later on, um, with every matchup, so the way it's going to work is I'm going to post up what I you know what we basically collectively feel is their best promo for each of the people, and then uh, in the chat we'll throw out some more kind of links too. So excuse me, do your research and. Uh, you know, make a make a decision that you're happy with, honestly, because we're going to call people out on this stuff. We want to hear why. I want to know why. 100. percent I want to know why. Yeah, I I definitely love uh, just hearing the thought process behind it. Truthfully, this is kind of just doing this already a little bit is kind of getting me a little bit more interesting because I've kind of fallen <laughs> out of it. So, uh, Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryant. That's a good. Is that's a good matchup. One. Also, both same uh, same era. We got. Um, yeah, I already know my winner on that one. Yeah. We got Edge I versus got Triple H. That's a Ooh. Edge versus Ooh. Triple H. That's Edge versus matchup. Triple H. That's a really good matchup too. Yeah. Both yeah. Attitude Era guys. You know, mm-hmm. we got a lot of good ones here. Um, there's Bret Hart versus Kevin Nash, which I kind of feel like that's almost a little easy to be honest. In my, in my opinion, and by the way, everybody, uh, Bret Hart was a Stephen Hinchman. Yeah, uh, that's a one shot pick. And 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 I'm just gonna pick. put this out there so the old world knows he regrets it and he wants to change it, but we will not let him. <laughs> Don't put this out there. I didn't even get a pick. You must. Yeah, <laughs> where were you, Scythe, when we were doing this? I was there the whole time throwing names out there, and you guys were just the regarding end. everything. It was just, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's Zuplex and the Captain and Steve Brickin. Yeah. I'm like, all right. You well, the end, you're like, what keep... about this guy? We're like, yo, Steve, we said him 20 names ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to keep throwing names out there. I don't even care. Well, now you can just have, you can enjoy with us. You can have fun with us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dean Ambrose I and just... Adam Cole. Then there's uh, The Rock and Macho Man Randy Savage. It's a tough matchup. I feel like it's a tough tough matchup, matchup. but I feel like it's also going to be an easy. I I mean, it's going to be a a biased victory. Yes, but it's way closer than people are going to vote on it for. It should be be way closer than. No, but this, I agree with you, Sike. I feel like The Rock. The, the, it's going to be hard to separate him, The Rock, from his wrestling days, his promo days, to The Rock now. He's still so popular. That it's gonna be hard for people to just not kind of gravitate towards it, but you know that's that's a close matchup. Macho Man was so entertaining on the mic. Yeah, um, there's Electric there's Hulk Hogan versus Cena, which isn't in the picture I have. It's another it's one. It's a, it's a crazy good matchup. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very yeah. strong matchup. Um, Round one's gonna be very difficult. <laughs> yeah, this is this is. I was going when I was going through this. I was thinking that to myself too. That this is not. It's not easy choices for every single one of these. A lot of these are gonna be. You're gonna to have to think about. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Ric Flair. All right, that's an easy one. And th- well, those are two different. Those are two different eras, really, right? Cody Rhodes versus Eddie CM Punk. Punk. That's a oh. tough one. Woo! That's Who a versus tough one. CM Punk? Uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Punk. It's a tough one. Eh, for me, really. for me, it's a tough one. But again, I don't know it as well as you guys do. So, 
Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Seth uh, Rollins. Mm. Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be, I think, a lance. I mean, it should be a landslide in one way. It right. might go the other way. Well, you never know, yeah. right, with the internet. Uh, Dusty yeah. Rhodes versus Jericho. That's a really that's a tough matchup. Jericho's the so good. The son of a plumber. Yeah. Wow. Then mm. there's uh, Stone Cold versus Sasha Dude, round Banks. Round one is brutal, bro. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, round like, one is brutal. I feel like Stone a lot Cold of people's favorites Sasha are going to get voted out. Yeah. Yeah, Stone Cold versus Sasha Banks. And then Bray Wyatt versus Razor Ramon. Those are the uh, those are the sixteen matches Bray that we're Wyatt, starting with. Bray Wyatt promos are fucking bonkers, bro. Yeah, they're nuts. They're nuts. The Fireflies, yeah. forget it. So I one thing yeah. I'm looking forward to since I'm I'm gonna be Round doing all the uh, socks. I'm gonna be doing the visuals. <laughs> Round one's gonna be really difficult. Because I'm doing wow. all the visuals for these uh, for these posts, it just gives me an excuse to just do deep dives on some of these uh, on the promos these yeah. guys do. So I'm going to be spending oh, hours damn. just watching these people talk like, on mic. I'll, I'll be honest though, like I was actually shocked to see like the voting so far on on Bubba Ray versus Jake the Snake. It was quick too. They like quickly started leaning towards Bubba. I did not think a lot of people were going to go towards Bubba Ray. I, but I'm wondering yeah. if it's because the the clip Maybe. I chose was him being just a. Uh, uh, a non-PC as, as can be at ECW. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, the ECW days for any of these guys, like, like that was the, th- so I, I had originally wanted to pick a couple more ECW guys like Taz. Right. But right. He just wasn't around long enough. He got buried so quickly in the WWE. It was hard to put him up against like someone like Stone Cold. Right. You right. know? as like the greatest of all time, like, cause some of his ECW days of him doing promos with the towel on his head and just beat me. If you can survive, if I let you like that type of stuff, you know what I wanted to do is put iron Sheik in there, but I feel like any uh, promo I found was just going to be him being racist. So uh, it's good that he's I mean, just him being anti-American. The I'll tell you what though, I'm probably yeah. just going to share a bunch of these. Uh, anytime I come across a promo that makes me laugh or makes you smile, I'm probably just going to share it anyway. Buttersworth says, We're gonna be uh, sharing a bunch of yeah, promos. of course. Margin slaughter. Buttersworth says, yeah, how the hell is MJF ones. not in this terrible selection? Keep in mind, Buttersworth, that I didn't want, we couldn't do a tournament with like 150 people. We needed to kind of yeah, knock it down yeah. a little bit. So honestly, uh, the only reason we didn't, we had talked about putting MJF in, but the, the biggest problem with MJF is he's only been in AEW. And we've only seen like right. it's the same reason why Enzo Amore's not in there. Right, because we really wanted to get people that were is like across the wrestling world. So like yeah. you know, people that have been around for a while, people that kind of have a lot of uh, a back have a decent have a lot, they have yeah. a lot of promos to base yeah. their pin right. off of. Right. Yeah. And listen, this doesn't have to be the first one. This is, once we're done with this tournament, yeah. we can easily match this person up, the, the winner, yeah. against anyone else you, that we want and come up with a, a second tournament. And, and we you know. also only went with just wrestlers. We, right. we didn't right. want to add in managers, so there's no Paul Heyman. There's no Jimmy Mouth of the right. South Hard. There's no none of that, you know, no uh, – what's a classy Freddy? Well, I guess we could have put classy Freddy. You can classy. have a bonus round of McMahon versus Eric Bischoff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, want to no do a, off, no Vince McMahon, no yeah. Shane McMahon. No, I want to do a, a just a bonus round of Undertaker versus Kane and just have them both staring at the camera for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins that? Yeah, match? That's, yeah, we might put it up for a vote and just see. You know what I mean? All right, boys. Yeah. All right, boys. We've officially hit a, an hour and a half, and uh, now we're gonna call it. That's a, that was a good episode. It was a good night. Thank you guys for taking an hour and a half with me, Buttersworth. As always, man, I appreciate you coming into the chat. 
and jumping in with your comments. I love it. Uh, keep an eye out. The replay for this episode will go up tomorrow at some point. And uh, like I said, the next matchup in the tournament will go up probably this weekend. When I come back from vacation, I'm going to be on the beach the next few days. So if you need me, don't bother. Leave me alone. And uh, I will see you guys next Tuesday. As always, like and subscribe. This will go up on the po- uh, po- yeah, the audio podcast platforms as well tomorrow. Uh, join us on all the different socials. They've been scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And uh, we also have merch if you guys are interested. Uh, you know, If you join the Facebook group, there's a link right at the top where you can buy all kinds of merch, coffee cups, shirts, hoodies, the works, hats. And uh, we will see you guys next week, man. Theater Room episode 47 is next week, inching ever closer to that elusive 50. And uh, I will see you, guys, uh, I'll see you guys next time. Later, dude.